welcome back to vibing in valentino before we get into our conversation this week i just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program vibing strong you can purchase my at-home workout equipment set it's called the goodie bag it comes with a super heavy booty band and a pair of core sliders and you can also book a one-hour consult call with me all on my website vibinginvalentino.com okay let's get right into our conversation with our guest this week our guest this week is a femininity expert and a feminine coach. Her courses online have helped plenty of women step into their femininity and embrace their powers and level up in life. Kat Shanu, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. It's a pleasure to be on. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I am, I'm doing amazing. I've been excited for it today. I know. I'm excited to talk to you. I mean, I'm absolutely obsessed with the Femme Guide, but I'm going to let you tell us all about yourself, where you're from, give us a little background info. Yes, definitely. Well, um, uh, my name is Kat. Um, sometimes people call me Femme. That's short, kind of short for feminine. And I actually grew up in a little village in Ireland. Uh, I remember being the only black girl in my school for the longest time. And uh, when I was 16, my parents dragged me against my will to London. So I kind of consider myself Irish, kind of consider myself British, but my roots are Nigerian. And I am the CEO and founder of the Femme Guide. And the Femme Guide is basically like, we're really known for showing women how to tap into their femininity, not as a tool just to look pretty, but actually as a way to use femininity as a superpower in order to get what they want in their love lives, in their careers, um, in their lifestyles. So we've been able to help women get everything from a $35,000 salary increase after wow. one day of coaching on femininity, you know, um, to like getting the ring on the finger, meeting their high value man. Mm -hmm. So the Femme Guide's all about femininity as a powerful tool for all areas of your life. That's amazing. How did your own feminine journey start and what made you become a femininity coach in the first place? Yeah, do you know what's so interesting? Like, um, when I think of this, my femininity journey began at a separate time from like my, let's say, level up journey. Mm -hmm. um, so I be began my level up journey when I was 16, when I just come to London. And I realized that me being shy, me being insecure and just having a lot of anxiety was getting in the way of me like getting opportunities and I was just tired of it so I began to read books like how to win friends and influence people oh I love yes. that book <laughs> yeah yes. it's such a great book um but I'm like that 16 year old girl in the library um like studying personal development mm -hmm. and I got to a place where I began to see some results 
But while I was seeing results, I realized I was attracting things, but not exactly what I want. And like when it came to like romance, I was attracting men, but they weren't men who, for example, were masculine or who like had a lot of ambition. So I was like, okay, well, I need to kind of study what the people I want, what they actually desire. And what I realized is that it was definitely more feminine and I was leading with my masculinity so much. And when I also looked at the kind of woman I wanted to be, it was feminine as well. So I began to like work on myself, learn about femininity, really study it, especially from a scientific point of view. Right. <laughs> like my nerdy side is definitely still with me with my femininity. Um, but I started to see really big results. And one time I was able to attract an opportunity where in less than 24 hours, I was asked to open up an award show in front of like 1.2 thousand execs. And I did it and I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared. And I was just attracting all of these people to me afterwards. And Nicole, that's when I, yeah, at that point I was like, oh, okay. I think I've kind of made a big change in my life. And so I started to share on Instagram about that. Um, But I realized that when I was talking about femininity on Instagram, a lot of um, the pages that were talking about it only made it about love. And I was very ambitious and I wanted to tie in success into it. But Nicole, tell me if you've seen this. Often the depictions of like successful women I saw in real life and in media was like women who were ball busters, women, right, who are mean, aggressive. And I was just like, I haven't seen that to be true. I know women who are incredibly feminine, who are killing it in their industry. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be the page who's going to discuss the combination of ambition and femininity. And um, one 16-year-old girl slid in my DMs one day and was like, Kat, can you just please help me? And I did a mentoring session with her for like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, she came back to me and she was like, I've been invited to join this um, society in my school and my school wants me to go travel to Paris, interview this politician. So I was like, okay, so this doesn't just work for me, this works for other people. And that's really where the coaching began. I began to like do more sessions and the femme guy just grew from there. That's incredible. That's so amazing because you're right, because you know, depictions of successful women in the corporate world, it's like they had to compensate in a masculine world. So they had to do even more and like push harder and be more ambitious or like make a better, you know, create a better PowerPoint presentation. So it's always in that energy of doing and doing and doing. Mm. And it is definitely one of the reasons why, and we'll get into other reasons why modern day women have struggled with embracing femininity. But what do you have to say to people who think femininity and hypergamy are anti-feminist? (laughs) Um, it's so funny because you know there is definitely people out there who the moment they hear femininity the moment they hear pardon me like they begin to shake right (laughs) right yes you're taking us back to the 50s what are you doing darling yeah (laughs) um but if we actually look at it like in terms of a uh sort of 
historical point of view, I always like to look at why. Mm -hmm. Why is it that people have that immediate, some people have that immediate negative reaction? And when I've looked into it, I realized that if we go back to, let's say, uh, the 50s, uh, 40s, what was happening in the world, we had World War II. And um, in the 1940s, in the 20s mm-hmm. we had world war one yeah and so this was really the first time where women were entering the workplace because before they weren't so much and what started to happen is women began to realize that hey i can actually earn my own money and i don't have to like always rely on my husband and then of course we had the first wave of um the feminism the rights movement which was fantastic because it gave us things like the ability to vote and spaces in the workplace um but in order for women to succeed in the workplace right they kind of had to speak the same language because let's say for example you and i are talking together right now and i'm speaking french and you're speaking German, it's never going to work. <laughs> right, exactly. There's, we're never going to talk about anything. <laughs> exactly, right? So we have to speak the same language. And the language that was in the workplace at the time was a very masculine language. Yeah. So women learned in order for them to be successful, they had to be tough. They had to be uh, competitive. They had to be all of these things. We fast forward to, um, let's say, like the 60s and on, and we have more creative jobs that actually don't require a man and a woman to have the same level of physical strength in order for a woman to succeed. And I actually have a question for you, Nicole, uh, before to to help with this. If you had a daughter, would you pass on all the information you know on how to be successful onto her? Honest- You'd want her to succeed, right? Yeah, I would want her to succeed, but honestly, I don't know if it's because we are living in a generation of such new ways of a career. Mm-hmm. My parents could never have taught me what's been able to help me succeed today. I, I love that because it shows like how open-minded you are. Yeah. Problem is most people at the time were not open-minded, right? right? And what they wanted to do, especially mothers, and we can't really blame them, they just wanted their daughters to succeed. They just wanted their daughters to have a good life. So they shared what they knew to be true. And what they knew to be true because of experience was that in order for a woman to succeed, she had to be masculine. So what has happened is the generations before us, that's what their mothers told them. That's what they've learned. So that's why when they hear about femininity and they hear about hypergamy, their body goes into that immediate shock of, oh, you're taking us back because it's a sort of like cultural conditioning that has been happening. Absolutely. yeah but femininity and hypergamy is not anti-feminist you can be like supportive of women (laughs) you can be for women's legal rights at the same time saying that hey if i get in a relationship i want just like i'm bettering all areas of my life i want my relationship to better my life and um true feminism if we really look at it is about women having the ability to choose right so if you're the kind of person who says a woman cannot choose to be feminine then that's not true feminism that's 100 percent correct and mm-hmm. also honestly i I'm, I'm not a feminist by any means i'm also not anti-feminist i've always been very vocal about the fact that men and women 
mm-hmm. we are two halves of a whole, but we were not equal in the sense exactly. that we can't do everything men can do and men cannot do everything we can do. Yes. Because of that, we require different things in a relationship and we're able to provide and bring to the table different things in a relationship. Like mm. if a man is if my man is bench pressing a hundred kilos in the gym, yeah. I am not going to bench press a hundred kilos <laughs> just to show my worth in the relationship. That's not how that works. You know, it's just, it's it's like we are we're two halves of a whole, but our job descriptions are vastly different. Yes, exactly. And yes. we shouldn't we shouldn't shy away from that. There's no, nothing wrong. No, not at all. So that brings me to my next point because you are very good at bringing qualities like ambition and drive mm-hmm. and confidence to the world of femininity in what you teach. Mm-hmm. But a lot of femininity YouTubers really make it a point to talk about the importance of always looking good, mm-hmm. just appearances. So how important do you think being pretty is to somebody's femininity journey? Well, that you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up because uh, there's some things I call like negative or toxic femininity. Right. And one of the things I say is the feminine sin is to only work on your appearance and think that that is all it takes and and that is good enough um but how many times have you seen someone who looks good on the outside and then they open their mouth and you're like trash yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so my my policy is that you know we should all strive to look attractive we should all strive to improve our parents wherever we are at but we shouldn't make the mistake of thinking that that's all it is and we shouldn't put all of our value in our appearance because here's the thing especially when it comes to hypergamy um the kind of men who we're attracted to uh guess what pretty women are abundant because if yeah. you find them attractive other women find them attractive right it's the same thing as if you were going to apply to medical school at harvard thinking that just having good grades is enough you will be playing yourself right. because everyone has good grades so the question is what sets you apart and that's the same thing we have to say with our femininity yes i might ha- be attractive but guess what that's kind of like um what everyone else has too right. so that's like the bare minimum exactly it's yeah. the ba- i'm so i love the way you said it it is the bare minimum <laughs> <laughs> so are we gonna be basic or are we actually gonna be like uh in, in, playing with our feminine power and looking at what else makes us amazing for example confidence mm-hmm. or something you have charisma right the ability to charm people warm them up to you kindness like there's so many different qualities that we want to work on that if you place your femininity just on tea you're doing yourself a disservice and that's why i i really um i i really spend a big amount of time talking about this over appearance just because of how much emphasis is placed on appearance and not the other areas it's really so sad because okay so I don't even like want to bring this up, but I like have to because it kind of took the world by storm. You know oh, the yeah. whole Kevin Samuels. Oh yes. Where yes. he was like your <laughs> average, looking at best. You're gonna die alone, girl. Oh, 
When I watched that yeah. clip the first time, I literally like gasped out loud. I can't believe he even said that to somebody. I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God, that was just so cruel. Yeah. And one of the things that my mom has always taught me is like never insult anybody based on appearances because that's something that they cannot change. Like that's something that's out of their control. To take a shot or insult somebody's appearance is such a sheep shot. And it's like the easiest thing that you can latch on to, but that also shows like when you insult somebody's like appearances like he did, it was like so cruel and it was like almost like such a low blow. Do you have mm-hmm. any thoughts on that whole situation? Yeah, you know what? That situation was very interesting yeah. um, because I have had people say to me like, oh, Kat, like some of the stuff you and Kevin say is similar and then some of the stuff you say is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big believer in kindness, right. treating people in a kind way, right. no matter what your beliefs are. Um, and just the way, like, she was being spoken to, you could see her getting defensive, you could see her, I felt really sorry for her, because when she put out her phone, I could tell she was reading the comments, that's what she was doing, and those comments, oh my gosh, were not nice comments at all, so I can only imagine how it would have had a, you know, a big effect on her self-esteem, and this is why I say that, you know, we want to, um, we want to be careful of who we seek advice for. Here's my here's my um, perspective with Kevin. I say, if you are trying to attract a man like Kevin, then listen to him because he's <laughs> teaching you how to <laughs> how to attract a man like him. But if you look at Kevin and you say, actually, I'm not attracted to him and I wouldn't want to date him, then don't you don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. Exactly. To him. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but. I think it actually teaches us an even bigger lesson in terms of like who we bring to our life because she went on the show she sought out the advice right and she had said that she had been listening to him for a while so we have to ask why why did she do that knowing um, how that show is so we want to be in a place where we're actually if we're bringing people into our energy which we should be very protective of if they're going to be giving us criticism, it needs to be constructive. One of the things that was, uh, I felt like was uh, lacking in a lot of the femininity space is there's a lot of, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, and it has to be like this. Mm -hmm. But there's not much, okay, I've pointed out to you what you're doing wrong, I'm going to help you. Where is the solution? So... I have uh, someone in my life who I call my savage. This is the person who will screenshot my Instagram story for me if my wig is slipping and be like, girl, you didn't see this, but that's all this. <laughs> and sometimes, like, you know, me looking at that after feeling like a boss babe for an hour and a half, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But the difference is, is that whenever she does that, she comes with a solution. She will be like, okay, so here's this hairstylist, right? And girl, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna make sure that your wig is always on point. Oh, 
or she will come and say, okay, girl, um, here's a YouTube tutorial on how to do it. So while she's bringing the constructive criticism, she's coming with a solution. Yeah. And that is the difference, right, between a high-value friend or high-value coach and a low-value friend or a low-value coach. Exactly. That's also the difference in mindset because it's so easy to complain Mm. Even in a workspace, even with your coworkers, it's so easy to complain and be like, oh, you're doing that wrong. You're doing this wrong. Unless yeah. you have a better solution or an option for them, yes. your complaints don't mean anything. Anything. Exactly. You know exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Yes. 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 Now you're just somebody who complains a lot with no, exactly. yeah, with no productivity that comes out of it. You're lowering your value. Like, yes, mm -hmm. you lower your value in the eyes of everyone. Exactly. And then all people do is associate that with you, and that's not a good thing. No, not at all. So this is a perfect segue into my next question for you, which is what feminine personality traits do you see modern-day women lacking, and how can we cultivate these qualities in ourselves? Mm, I love that. I love that. Do you know I'm going to speak... Uh, specifically because a lot of modern women are also like they want to be go-getters they yeah. want to be ambitious they want to level up the first thing that i see lacking a lot is the ability to let go um the ability to be served is actually very very powerful but a lot of women especially women who are kind of doing something in their life in order for them to do it they kind of have to take that boss role they kind of have to take the leadership role if you're if you're the ceo of your company you're supposed to lead your team <laughs> you're not supposed to let your team lead you right, right. Um, but what tends to happen is when they leave the workplace when they go into social settings when they go into romantic settings they bring that same boss mentality right but that is in competition with the masculine right that's actually a masculine trait yeah. but then what happens is they get confused why the masculine is not drawn to them or why people don't feel the need to help them and they are always having to do something themselves so one thing that women need to learn to do is how to to embrace the ability to let go and surrender and it can be really scary to <laughs> to do that because yeah. you're kind of putting your um putting things in someone else's hand but if you're putting things in the right person's hand that is actually incredibly fulfilling um another thing that i think women are lacking is a, a sympathy towards men and <laughs> i know i'm gonna make a few this might be a bit controversial to people because <laughs> they're like sympathy towards men Why yeah men are like the rule of the world <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um i'll tell you so i was on clubhouse a few days ago and i was in a room that was meant for elite men and i was with a bunch of male coaches who coach um successful and high net worth individuals mm -hmm. and um the room was specifically for men i was the only woman <coughs> moderator um coach on on stage and it was a really really fantastic opportunity for me to listen and kind of hear like the struggles that they were going through and one thing that kept coming up was and these were great men by the way one thing that kept coming up from them was a fear 
the fear of pushing a woman too far, fear of making a woman uncomfortable. And this is especially tied to like the rise of the Me Too movement, which right. in all honesty was very important. Right. But, you know, you understanding that okay like a man right now is probably a lot more afraid to make the move um or to take control right now because he doesn't want to get in trouble because he doesn't want to make me um uncomfortable is going to allow you to inform your behavior so that you can create a space that if you are attracted to him it's warm it's welcoming it's inviting but if you are not in a place where you can be sympathetic to a man and actually question and say how does how do men feel in particular situations or what are they struggling with then you actually miss so many opportunities to bring great men towards you right it's like the woman who is in the bar and she sees a guy who she likes she looks at him one time and she's like okay he knows i'm attracted to him now yeah <laughs> and then 15 minutes later he hasn't approached her and she's like um he's just an idiot either he's an idiot yeah. or he's gay one yeah. of those yeah. or maybe exactly. he just doesn't like me <laughs> but what she doesn't realize is that like for him if she's all the way across the room he has to risk in front of all his colleagues all his friends walking all the way across the room hi he's probably had past experiences and let's be honest ladies we have done this where we just look at a guy and give him that look like you should have really be thought about if you should talk to me why did you come over here right, right right so he has to risk that rejection and now everyone in the room is watching that's what he's thinking in his head and he has to walk back like the walk of shame with his tail between his legs to yeah. his friends who are laughing at him yeah, right that's true that's true <laughs> So if you're if you're sympathetic towards men, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You can say, okay, I understand that's a struggle, and I'm attracted to this guy. So how how can I make it easier for me to get what I want? Right? How can I make it easier for me to be approached? So having that ability to sympathize, which is a very feminine skill, and be empathetic, is is definitely lacking right now. Yeah. And I would yeah. say the last one is, um, it, it's. It's certain kind of women who like this, women who want to be seen as high value, who want to be seen as classy. One of the problems they tend to have is that they forget that they should also be sensual. And so they focus too much on being prim and proper and communicating like how uh, how much of a lady they are yeah. that they forget like a big part of attraction for men is sex right and sensuality is important and that yes you can be a lady but you can also be sensual at the same time but I see a lot of women kind of trying to fit this cookie cutter mold of I'm never going to make any funny jokes because that's not feminine. I'm never going to talk about sex or make a sexual reference because that's not feminine. And what they don't realize is they look like they come across as like a prude or plain Jane. Yeah. And then they complain. Oh, my God. Why is he like, why does he find, excuse my language, this hoe attractive? I just right. don't get men. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, because they know how to have fun yeah <laughs> and they're you know they're sensual so if you can if you can take both you are actually living in a place of like, like the best of both worlds yeah where you can be classy and sexy at the same time 
Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I think that is more definitely prevalent in uh, Europe and Asia Mm. more so than America because I'm in Thailand right now and most definitely there's some uptight fake like (laughs) fake prim and proper Mm, bitches yeah Like, girl, you are just pretending. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> like, are you telling me you never gave head before? Okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And you know what? That's really true. It is more of a like an Asian European yeah. thing. And like, I'm from uh, England, obviously. Right. So, um, it's there's a lot of a big emphasis on etiquette over yes. here. Yes, high society, all that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, I remember I had this etiquette coach who I really, really admired and I was able to meet her once in person and I thought she would be 100% prim and proper because that's what she presents in in the work that she does. And we started like gossiping and having conversations and she would make like funny kind of slightly rude jokes (laughs) and that just made her all the more magnetic, right? That that just made her all the more interesting. So we definitely have to like, you know, be, have us be spicy don't be playing <laughs> right right yeah. throw some curveballs in there and keep things exciting exactly yeah. exactly so i recently did an episode um actually it was like last week's episode about the importance of emotional discipline in mm. femininity so yes. what are your thoughts on celebrity couples like cardi b and offset that often air their issues out in public Oh my gosh, I I just cannot stand that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is really embarrassing. Um, and I'm not even gonna come from a, a feminine point of view. I'm just gonna come from a human point of view. When you um put all of your information and everything that's going on in your life like that online, you're inviting everyone to criticize you you're inviting you're inviting everyone to pay attention when you do make mistakes right you're inviting all of these negative all of these negative things into your life and i believe that we should be protective with our energy part of being protective with our energy is controlling the access of information people have with us we are fully in control of that Uh, we make ourselves honestly look like clowns like I can't take so well first of all I barely even know anything about like people like um Cardi B or someone was asking me yesterday about Lori Harvey and I was like babes I don't know these people um I posted a picture of ASAP Rocky once just as an example of a rapper and people were like that's ASAP Rocky and I was like that means nothing to me I'm over here talking to you about Megan Markle, not Megan the Stallion. Yeah. But <laughs> regardless, um, the reason why I admire people like uh, let's look, look at Beyonce and Jay Z. I admire them way more than yeah. um, you know Cardi and Offset is because yeah, Beyonce and Jay Z are in the spotlight, but they are very private about their lives, right? Um, and also in terms of femininity being private not putting everything out there about yourself actually creates an air of mystery yeah and an air of mystery is very very seductive so it's more powerful to remain mysterious than to 
air all of your dirty laundry. So, but to be honest, if we look at Cardi and Offset's relationship, the I, I think they've been on and off again in terms of marriage. The fact that they just air all of that stuff out is just another sign that why they're going to have problems in their relationship. Yeah, 100%. Do you think yeah. that they are a high-value couple? Do you think Offset is a high-value man? Oh, no. Um, uh, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, no, okay, no, actually, not even just not for me, because he's cheated on Cardi B, like, multiple, multiple times. times. So whether or not you like rappers or not, I'm sure there are rappers out here who are high-value um, I can't think of any. Um, oh, maybe Childish Gambino. I don't know what his relationship life is like, but he seems to be a bit more like chill. Yeah. Um, John but Legend. Exactly. John Legend yes. and Chrissy Teigen, yeah. right? They yeah. love each other so much. That's high value, and they're celebrities. Um, someone like Offset, just because someone has money, this is a mistake a lot of women make, doesn't mean he's high value. Yes. Like, that just it it the, what does it mean for a man to have money if he treats you like crap if right. he's constantly in, the masculine is supposed to be protective but when you embarrass your woman publicly you are not protecting her yes. right so if he embarrasses you if he cheats on you if he uh does all of these negative things that's not high value but the responsibility also falls on us when we do see these signs that we eliminate that from our life not tell the person that, that they can continue this behavior and every time cardi takes him back she tells him you can do this behavior because i will take you back right so there's nothing that he could do at this point in his mind that would make her leave exactly yes. exactly yeah but okay what do you feel about like when girls are like oh but he gives me you know all the stuff he pays my rent like i should deal with this what do you what do you say to that um again that's where i say like um my upset people again but you're just basic if you're like that yeah because here's the thing i this is why i love like women who want to level up because they're not just looking at like leveling up in love they're also looking at leveling up their lifestyle and their income we want to have a safety blanket the women who end up in a situation where they're going to experience a significant lifestyle shift should someone leave their life are putting themselves in an incredibly vulnerable situation and not the good type of vulnerable, right? Uh, the bad type of vulnerable. So it's really important for you to have something for yourself even if you're not spending it, but as a safety net. So if, and I know, I've heard of stories of women who have had, for example, uh, the man be abusive uh, to the child, but they can't do anything about it because everything in their life is reliant on him. And the man continues to get away with that behavior. So we don't want to put ourselves in a hopeless situation. Actually, that actually brings up something important um, because we, vulnerability and the ability to let go as i established is very important but that doesn't mean we should be hopeless so while one week mentality is this hashtag independent woman who says you know i'm so self-sufficient i would never let someone take care of me i can do everything by myself that's a weak mentality 
but also just as weak of a mentality is the person who says i cannot function unless someone does something for me like if people don't always constantly help me or do things i'm just i i, I won't be able to move on mm-hmm. the woman who's truly existing in feminine power is the woman who says you know what i can do this by myself however i enjoy it when i let people serve me right it is powerful to be served that's the real feminine power a woman who's like that if the man messes up she can take care of her rent for a month or two or however long till she gets it figured it out so she can have high standards versus a woman who's completely 100 percent reliant without that safety net now has to choose between her lifestyle or her integrity right that's wonderfully put i i think that that's such a message that everybody needed to hear because we live in an age of such like focus on material things that sometimes women just because we want to be able to have nice things and post about it and show it off we put up with a lot more than what we're supposed to yes definitely definitely can you give us three tips that we should do daily to remain in our feminine power oh yes okay so i will talk about this one thing i do every single day okay. um so i'm not gonna talk about like some basic stuff like um <laughs> brush your teeth or <laughs> whatever <laughs> um one of the things i do every day that helps me stay in my feminine is if I actually dance. So every single day I put my headphones on, whether it's morning, evening, whenever the inspiration strikes, and I play music and I just dance. And this really helps me get in touch with my body. This really helps me get in touch with my feminine energy. Sometimes I might be dancing, you know, and I'm in a dress and I'm just like listening to uh, some classical music. Sometimes though, I I'm, well, more often than not, I'm in my lingerie, <laughs> like wow. a nice place. I love that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, this helps me like just feel so sexy, and like no one is there. It's just me yeah. and my computer screen. I mean, my computer screen is blessed, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's just me and my computer screen, but yeah. I'm listening to some like slow down R&B music or maybe even some like burlesque style music and I'm just dancing. I'm just feeling sexy and that helps me like be in a place where I'm warm, I'm open, I'm seductive. But sometimes it can be hard for women to, They I get asked a lot like, how, how do I like tap into that seductive energy in a non-sexual way? And I'm like, that's music is the perfect way to, to do that. Um, the other thing I would say is making an effort, trying to make an effort every day to look presentable. Now, for some people, this is gonna sound so basic. However, uh, I've actually known for the majority of women this not to be true. Um, because let's say if an hour from now, no COVID, let's say no COVID, okay. uh, a girlfriend of yours calls you and is like, girl, um, I I just met this guy and he is 
in town for the week and he wants to take me out but he doesn't want to leave his friend um so he was like wondering if you want to come along and they're going to take us to x y and z um but you need to be here in half an hour uh can you come the average woman is not going to be able to do that Uh. because she now has to scramble like literally grabbing everything trying to get ready by the time she finishes getting ready guess how long it has been 30 minutes yeah that's true versus a woman who actually makes an effort to look presentable now this look i'm not trying to say you need to look good every day like a drop-dead gorgeous model walking (laughs) into the grocery store okay (laughs) like we all have days where we don't want to try we all have days where we're chilling in our tracksuit but it's making it more of a consistent habit to show up for ourselves to be, I call it, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? And the reason I say this is because this happens to me. I have this one girlfriend. She is like the most amazing networking networking woman ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was just at my hairstylist doing my hair, she literally texted me like, hey, um, you know, uh, I met this guy. They want to take us to dinner. Send me your address. A car is going to come pick you up. And I'm like, if I wasn't like the kind of girl who made an effort consistently, I would have had to been like, oh, girl, like, we we'll have to go home yeah. and change. Exactly. Yeah. And when when the car pulled up, girl, it was a freaking Rolls Royce Phantom, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, okay, these are the friends we need. <laughs> but I know because <laughs> she said to me, she was like, oh, if you know any other girl who want who can hang, uh, let me know. And when she says hang, what I realized what she meant is, do you know another woman who's feminine, who's chill, but who's who's gonna be ready? And I realized that two years ago. I would have never been the girl who Kat would have called to be like, come, come, let this, be, you know, let's have a good night. Right. Because I would have been the girl who'd had to be like, oh, I, I need like at least two and a half hours notice right. before anyone asked me to do anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's, um, that's number two. And then um, number three, I would say is to reflect more. Um, a lot of of the problems that women face, especially with relationships where they have questions, can actually often be solved if they develop the ability to reflect more often after situations. And I'm not just talking about bad situations, I'm talking about good situations. So let's say, for example, you're walking down the street. One, Actually, one time I was walking down the street in Mayfair. And um, for those who don't know, Mayfair is like the most affluent um, area in in the UK and I was just minding my own business walking and I saw this man and you know like sometimes it feels like a movie you just make eye contact with right, someone and, right. and then that like three <laughs> seconds like you really feel something yeah but because I was walking too fast he kind of he, he he stopped a bit but he kept on walking because it, it would have looked a bit weird for him to just turn around right. and uh, go so I was headed to a particular bar. Now I could have had, I'll give you a little insight here. I could have had the, the car that I was in drop me off at the bar, but I love to walk a little bit to the places I go because it helps boost my mood. Cause like I get good looks and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest, shame to say that. <laughs> 
So I continue walking, and as I'm walking and roaming around a bit, guess who I happen to see again? This guy. And this time he stops. And he start, we start having a conversation, and he's like, I, I, you know, I saw you before, but I, I didn't want to look weird. Yeah. Um, but this time it felt more comfortable to stop. And we started talking, and uh, he literally whisked me away that day, and I had, like, an amazing date. And, like, he was really, like, a great, successful guy um, who was just in London for a trip. But it, in that sort of situation, it would have been very easy to just live in this awesome moment and be like, yes, my life is like a film, blah, blah, blah. People stop me on the street. Um, but what I decided to do was when I was on in the car home, I was asking myself, what was it that made him stop the second time that he didn't stop the first time, right? And what I realized is the second time he said to me, he was like, it was felt more easy to approach you. And I'm like, what changed? And what changed was I actually took my big, massive headphones off, right? Because I wasn't listening to music anymore. Mm. And so that one small little thing then informed me of the importance of not creating physical or mental barriers to being approached in any situation, whether you're at a bar, whether you're walking in the street. And so what I did next was I bought myself uh, like some Bluetooth wireless earphones, um, like kind of like AirPods, but just a bit more discreet. And so I can have the ability to listen to, you know, um, single ladies or whatever as I'm walking down the street, <laughs> which makes me strut. But I actually look so much more approachable because it doesn't look I ha like I have this big conversation going on or lots of music in my ear. Right. So, but that stemmed from reflection. So uh, this is a lot of what informs my coaching. My coaching is based off of like my own real world experience. And I wouldn't have been able to help so many women if I wasn't constantly reflecting on good and bad situations. So that is a really important skill. That's amazing. I think that is so key in self-development, yes, but also looking at uh, your relationships. Like, I think it's just yes. so easy for us, too, as women, to sometimes maybe react without mm. reflecting beforehand. And so you end up, you yes. know, whenever you react out of anger, it's always usually the wrong move. That yes. first reactive instinct is usually the wrong thing, and it's not going to be what you actually want to say. It's not going to be the message that you're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. And those things you can't take back once you've no. already said it or done it. Tell us about the Fem Guide courses that you offer online. Yeah, so I actually offer a few different courses. Um, like starting off at the entry level, I have online courses like how to be charismatic and um, like how to communicate your standards in a feminine way or what's really popular right now is my goal setting class where I share like how I was able to build my business and um, all the different things I did with my career, um, but also like how I was able to improve my love life and my femininity. Um, and that's like the entry level stuff. That's like the like $145 classes. Um, those have been amazing for my community. They're definitely my viral classes. And that's when I will have someone in my DMs being like, girl, you know, I got a job because of you. And I'm yeah. like, wait, we haven't had coaching. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I took this class. 
And because uh, I big thing I teach in, in my classes, I say everything I teach is applicable to every area of your life. So even when I am talking about love, I will have girls come back to me and be like, girl, I got this job because yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one big course I have right now that's very I'm very very proud of is called the art of confidence and this is where I took what I'm really good at which is looking at the science and the social psychology behind why we do the things we do and made it applicable to confidence but not any kind of confidence feminine confidence so confidence specifically for feminine women um, and we looked at like what the actual definition of confidence is but also like how to have confidence with your family mm -hmm. how to have confidence with your parents how to have confidence in work scenarios and um, but the biggest feedback i got from like the testimonials people were sending me was they were like cat i love that you showed us practical real life examples of what you teach because because often we get lots of information of do this, do this, but we don't get to see it in action. So in that course, what I did was I gave, like, I looked at women like Sophia Vergara and Tiffany Haddish, who, by the way, is not very feminine, but she is a different kind of confident. Right. Um, I looked at a woman like uh, Kerry Washington, and I showed how everything I taught on that course, literally paused the video second by actual second, and described what they were doing to have effects on people and how we can implement that as well. And also the difference between the confidence of a woman like Tiffany Haddish versus the confidence of a woman like Kerry Washington. Very, very different. Yeah, very um, different energy. Yeah, very different energy. Um, and then I have one-to-one -one coaching. So this is like, this is where we don't play no games. This is very, <laughs> <laughs> this is very transformative. I have two types of one-to-one -one coaching. So I have a level up lesson. This is for women who want to do like more long-term coaching, but want to get a taster of what it's like. And what we do is we sit together for half a day and we focus on one particular area dating femininity and now interestingly clubhouse <laughs> how to use clubhouse yeah. for your advantage for love as well um and uh we just create like a bespoke solution but everyone who takes an online class who does like that level of coaching wants this one thing and this is like definitely my most coveted level of coaching and it's called vif it's very important femme and this is where the transformation happens this is where you go from masculine to ring on your finger engaged to a high value man this is where we're talking like significant life change and that's one-to-one -one coaching long term so anywhere from like six months to a year and a half and um this is one everyone wants because of the level of intimacy like i do put a filter on the things i share um right. also because like i just said you shouldn't put everything out there publicly but with my um my vis they get all of me everything i've learned raw like i do not hold back but in particular they get like a level of detail when it comes to femininity that is the reason why people call me an expert right yeah it's like literally the breakdown the psychology the step by step um so it's a very intense level of coaching it's more of a bigger investment for sure um but that's the one like uh, people will literally tell me like 
Oh my gosh, Nicole, like people message me saying like, I've made it part of like my savings goals for this year to get this program. And I'm just like, wow, like it's just like, it's so humbling. Um, So yeah, those are like the different courses that I offer. Amazing. So you have something for everybody. Literally, yeah. Yeah. No matter what your budget is, (laughs) you just go on the Sam Guide website and there's something there for you. Perfect. So before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, all about your favorite (laughs) thing of the moment. So what is yours? Oh, okay. (laughs) It is my current addiction. Um, It is called Clubhouse. Yes. (laughs) I'm trying to get you on Clubhouse because I want you to join (laughs) Of course. I would be happy to. I would be honored to join yours. Yes, please. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm going to, first of all, like, you're, I can just tell, like, you would kill it on Clubhouse. So oh, on Clubhouse, my God. Like, yes, girl, you would so much. And Clubhouse is really exclusive right now, which yeah. I think is what added to the appeal of people wanting to be on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really big on voice, right? Yeah. And you obviously have a good voice and you have ability to speak and you know unfortunately people who don't are not doing so well on the app which is why you'll kill it but another thing is like while we can't see visually like you can you can hear something you can hear like if someone is warm and inviting you can hear if someone is cold and you obviously you've got all of those things to your advantage and right now clubhouse girl let me tell you i've been on clubhouse i've been using it for two weeks uh-huh. The net worth of my social circle has added another digit. That is Shut what up. we're talking about. I am not joking you. I like this is I just got myself a new coach who if I would never have been able to work with before if it wasn't for Clubhouse. Her giving me access to her connections might add even another digit <laughs> onto, Damn. onto like it is like the place to be if you know how to use the app in an effective way like it is amazing and and i'm also looking at it from a romantic point of view as well because uh you have a concentration of high value men in one space and right now okay uh, let me give you a little tea (laughs) okay Okay, give me the tea i was in a room once and there was a particular um eight-figure earner on stage he was giving advice um and i was really really intrigued by him and really drawn in by him but there was no way in this room with over like two thousand people i was going to be able to get his attention but i did this sort of seduction that i teach my clients to do on instagram if they find someone they want to network with i did it on clubhouse and i kid you not this guy is in my dms now right <gasps> shut up i am not joking Girl, I'm you better. At, like <laughs> and so like him being in my dms it could be like we could be talking a romantic thing but i think more for me it's going to be more of like having him mentor me um but if if it's like once the app opens up, once it becomes available to Android users, and once they remove the invite function, that yeah. level of access is going to significantly decrease, yeah. which is why now I'm making an emphasis to like coach women on how to use it before everything changes, because the people I've been able to 
connect with, I cannot imagine how I would have been able to connect or talk to them if it weren't for this app. So that that you can understand why I'm addicted now. Yeah, I get it now. I get it now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. you have my number, girl. So just send me over the invite. Okay. I'm gonna send you an invite. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Please tell our listeners where they can find you. Awesome. So they can find me. Uh, the place where I am most known is on Instagram. So that's at the Fem Guide. T H E F E M M E G U I D E. Can also find me on Clubhouse. I host rooms nearly every day, and I bring on men and women who are experts in their area. And my handle on Clubhouse is femininity. My website is thefemguide.com. So those are the three places you can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kat. And this was so much fun talking to you. I'm happy that, you know, you have my personal cell phone number and I have yours because I feel like we're going to be in contact for sure. Oh, definitely. So much fun. And you are just such like a source of inspiration to women around the world. And that's why I wanted you on. But I just had to give you credit where credit is due. And I love everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm smiling so much. My cheeks are hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you bringing me on. Um, And actually, when I found out about your podcast, I was like listening to all the episodes and I was like, her energy is just like just so like again like charismatic warm inviting like i'm sure your listeners listen and they feel like you're their girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) i hope so i hope Um, so definitely i can't wait to see you on clubhouse we are i I feel like we will spend a lot of time together for sure (laughs) i am i'm down fantastic thank you so much babe have a wonderful rest of your day you too bye-bye bye I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Kat Shanu. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episode, go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. It helps me out so, so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will see you next Friday on Vibing in Valentino. Bye.